Hey everyone, welcome to Hoopin' from the Line. Here with your boy Vadon alongside me, Amrity. How's it going, guys? Yeah, and uh, so Amrity, looks like you were right. You're getting your Warriors cast finals. I mean, it's not like I wanted that, but it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now I feel I feel pretty bad that the Boston Celtics lost in seven. You know. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was kind of heartbreaking a little bit. It was. It was. I think at I think at the end of the series, I think everyone wanted Boston to kind of win just because they were the underdogs and like like they were playing like without their best players. Yeah, exactly. Like at the end, everyone. They, I think everyone wanted. Them to I win. mean, no one expected them to even get past the first round after they lost Kyrie right <laughs> at the end of the season. Yeah, right? they they were doubted. They were doubted the whole entire year. Anyways, let's. Uh, Let's, let's check up on the games right now. Let's look at the previous series so far of the conference, the two conference finals that we just had. Uh, there was no love for Game 7 of the Boston and Cleveland series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Green somehow play, uh, scored 19 points. He's done that a couple times this series, though. Not yeah. 19 points, but in the double digits. Dude, he's been averaging like 7 points a game the whole series. All of a sudden, Kevin Love's out, and Jeff Green scores 19. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> I mean, considering what he did, I might even consider starting him over Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even Smith came alive as well. Uh, 12 points for him as well. I mean, he's been playing complete garbage in Boston the whole entire time. Like, the whole support, the whole, all of Cleveland's supporting class has been playing garbage. JR's been playing garbage this entire playoffs. Yeah, but, like, him and Green combined for 31 points, made up for Kevin Love's loss. Yeah. And uh, more than enough, more made up more than enough for Kevin Love's loss. And I think what they did was they kind of unlocked him because they... Instead of having like a big guy down low, they had like all five guys that can run the floor and dribble the ball as well themselves. Mm-hmm. So kind of in a way, they just unlocked. I feel like they unlocked their offense and they were able to like switch everything because mm-hmm. that's what they were doing with Boston. Boston was switching everything, right? So occasionally you might get the mismatch with Kevin Love, but now I feel I feel like when they went to Jeff Green, they just played like the most ultimate small ball lineup you could have ever played possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it was a. Fairly evened out series. I think Boston Cleveland were pretty evened out in almost every statistical, uh, statistical category, um, except field goal percentage, right? Yeah. Um, I feel that Boston uh, obviously had the worst field goal percentage in there. I mean, it just shows that like they just couldn't hit shots down the stretch. I think this is how that's the only way like Boston won. It was a very low scoring game, but I mean, even even though it was low scoring, Boston. I think it was more to do with Boston missing shots than Cleveland's defense. What do you think? Uh, yeah, to an extent. But, I, I mean, you can't just discredit the defense. I mean, they did play much better this, like, entire series. I mean, not this entire series, but the last few ma- games that mattered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can't just discredit them. Fair enough. Um, Rozier, 0 for 10 from three-point three point land. Uh, they ha- He was uh, four points, played 36 minutes. I mean... And especially down the stretch, I mean, they couldn't hit a shot. No. The whole team couldn't even hit a shot no. down the stretch. And Rozier kind of hurt his value towards the end. I mean, I mean now, you know, everyone's talking about, like, trading Kyrie. I mean, clearly now we see Kyrie's importance. I mean, I just want to know who's talking about trading Kyrie because those people are just insane. I mean, a lot of people are talking. I mean, that is so stupid. <laughs> a lot of people had it out there that, you know, trade Kyrie because Rozier's already playing well. Why do you want to pay more? That's so stupid. If you're in the same production out of... Terry Rozier, right? But you see why Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie's value came yeah, exactly. out in Game 7. Ter- Terry Rozier is just a flash of the pan, man. He's going to do it this once. I don't think he's going to top it. Yeah, well, he's been getting a lot of more playing time as and well. It's not like he's a young guy anyway. I feel like Tatum should have gone the ball a lot more too. Jason Tatum, I mean, he was on fire, man. 24 mm-hmm. points, I think he had. Yeah. And he was on fire. Well, he was the best player in the series on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he was. He was He was probably the best player that probably didn't know he was the best player on Boston. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Just because he's a rookie, he kind of felt like, okay, you know, he should take a step back. He shouldn't say much. I, if anything, I felt like if he would have talked a little bit more, like, look at Donovan Mitchell for Utah. Yeah. They just gave him the keys. They jack up 20 shots. Yeah. Right? You're our main guy. Score as much as you want. But the like, thing Jason was, Tatum's been averaging like 13 shots a game this series uh-huh. compared to what Donovan Mitchell was doing the whole playoffs, shooting like 20, yeah, 20 yeah. plus shots. But if you, if you look at they're completely different teams. Like Utah doesn't have too much depth at scoring. So Donovan Mitchell kind of had to take yeah, the reins, right? Enough. And also, Ricky Rubio was their leading point guard. He didn't play for them. I think I think if Rubio was playing, that would be a completely different series. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, like he, when if he was in the lineup, obviously, you're basically saying that Donovan Mitchell would would be maybe like taking less shots if Rubio was in the they lineup. They would have put a better matchup against Houston. Houston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I'm just saying like in general like Utah gave him the keys, right? I feel like Boston if it was for even a game, they should have gave Jason Tatum the key cuz he looked like he was on fire especially earlier on. Do you see that dunk on LeBron? You saw the, the yeah, guy? Yeah. He is flourishing with confidence right now. The future He's is bright for the Celtics. He's taunting him. He's like yelling yeah. at his face. Everything. The future is bright for the Celtics. Yeah. Like, I mean, you commend him for getting up to like game seven against the King. And now I feel that they are they are set for the future. They're set for the next 10 years at least. Yeah. Easily. And it's I not mean, like it's not like a situation with Toronto where they just choked against the King. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. they didn't even have their starting two players. Oh, yeah. You can, you can look at it. They're playing with house money. And eventually, obviously, like a game seven against LeBron. LeBron's won like the last like six, seven game seven yeah, since, since like twenty ten yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's playing insane. Um, you give them credit though. Mm-hmm. They no one expected him to get to this point, like a game away from the NBA Finals. And uh, yeah, I mean, kudos to them. They're gonna be here for the for like a, for the long run. Them in Philly. And we'll see how this turns out in the next 10, 10 years. And you can't you can't discount their next year's draft. How many draft picks they're gonna have? Oh, the yeah. first first top five picks are gonna have like three of the top five. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, um, so let's look at the Golden State Houston series, the game seven we just had. Uh, no Paul, no Iguodala for game seven. Uh, Houston caught fire early mm-hmm. in the in the game. Similar game to game seven. six. Yeah, they got they caught fire early, and they just again they just couldn't stop the third quarter that Golden State's been winning every single time. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that right now? I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous, man. I mean, Houston Rockets, they had a NBA record for missed three-point field goals. Mm-hmm. With the, they hit one for 28. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, that was in, like, I believe uh, one for 20 was later on the second half because I think they started off, like, six for 14 or something, six for 14 or something like that, mm-hmm. seven for 14. And uh, they, they went 27 straight. Yeah, until P.J. Tucker hit that yeah. wide. And, and it's not like they were missing contested three-point shots. They're missing open threes. They're, they're missing both, contested yeah. and open threes. Yeah, yeah they were just missing open Especially threes. Especially Trevor yeah. Ariza, man. Exactly, Hope. yeah. And plus, they had a chance to like blow away this game open because Klay Thompson had gone three fouls early in the game as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. Right? So they had they had some chance for that. But um, it is what it is, man. Like... They just couldn't take play. They just couldn't take advantage of the situation, and I feel like this is where Mike D'Antoni's offense needs to be a little bit more polished because I feel that you can't just keep shooting the three ball over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like what was working for them in the first half was what they were penetrating. They were getting offensive boards. Um, they were what do you call it? They were shooting threes, and the three bo- three ball was falling. Mm-hmm. But the way how they were scoring inside as well, yeah, it was what helped them build that lead that they got, and, and they moved away from that in the second half. Yeah, and that was definitely because of uh, Eric Gordon and Clint Capella. Yeah, their yeah. mid range, uh, they're just going straight to the basket. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they dominated the paint and the yeah. PG Tucker has so many offenses. Dude, all boards, the man. offensive rebounds, and you know why he was getting those? It was off of those missed three point yeah, exactly, goals. Exactly, it's the yeah. high arch, yeah. big bounce. Exactly, exactly. I feel that Harden's thirty two points he scored. I feel like it was like a. Like something, do you think? Do you think he had a good performance in Game Seven? 
Uh, if you even compare him to how he played in the rest of the series, it wasn't a good performance. Mm-hmm. But statistically, yeah, it was good. Like, I wouldn't say he choked. Oh, see, I think he choked, personally, to be honest. He took 20, 29 shots to get 32 points. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a crucial turnover at the towards the end of the game where he just, like, gave the ball up right to them when they were down, like, 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. And, like, the last minute, 30. Like, if they could have gotten a... Ba- ba- basket over there would have been like six point game mm-hmm. potentially a five point game if you shoot if they get a three ball and uh i mean if you look at his plus minus he was minus 13 and the only one worse than him was trevor ariza with minus 15 mm-hmm. his plus minus was 15 on the floor and ariza i mean horrible oh for 12 oh for nine from three i mean he might have been a little bit tired because he was guarding Katie the whole entire time. I don't think that's a good enough excuse. Though. Yeah, but I mean, if they could have just got anything out of him, like, like 10 points, you lost by what 9. Did, look what he did last game. Didn't he put up like 18 points last game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now there's nothing. Big goose egg. Mm-hmm. That's like 18 points that are just yeah. missing off but, the scoreboard. I mean, I mean, you give. I feel you can give Ariza the benefit of the doubt because like on all the switches, he's guarding Ariza, then he's guarding Clay Thompson, then he's guarding KD, right? You, I mean, you can't give a guy benefit of doubt for missing wide open three-point shots. Okay, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they would have just got anything out of Ariza, they would have won this game with or without Chris Paul. Potentially, and, yeah. and if they had Chris Paul, I feel like they would have won this game. Yeah. Because I feel like Chris Paul is like the veteran presence that like just calms the whole situation down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you think what? If... You guys are... There's no way there would have been an 0 for 2. They would have not missed 27 safe no, threes not... with Chris Paul. In the exactly. He would have just chill out, right? As soon as Chris Paul hits 1-3, everyone's confidence is going to go back up. Yeah, exactly. Similar to what happens with Golden State when Steph Curry makes it 3. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I feel that, uh, like Harden, like you saying he played well, you didn't think he choked. I feel like he choked. Um, I'm guessing you're leaning towards the more, th- the factor towards that he was more fatigued because he was playing so many minutes mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yeah. I feel that he choked, man. I honestly think he choked. Like this wasn't like, they needed a big game out of him. No Chris Paul. They needed like a legendary performance He needed out of to him. get at least 40 plus. I yeah. understand, yeah. Yeah, like 40 plus and like good, like, I mean, he took 29 shots to get 32 points. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, he was just jacking up. He was part, of, he was, he wasn't part of the solution. He was part of the problem too. He was missing yeah. a lot of threes in that 27 missed threes in a row stretch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like he choked and um Chris, well, I guess we're not going to see Chris Paul in the finals. I mean, he was like, I feel bad for the guy, man. Yeah, first he, time he gets to the conference finals. Yeah, and he couldn't even play the last two games, right? And Dude, he was so pissed off on yeah, the bench. Yeah, you could man. tell. You could tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but I feel like there was a lot of uh, bad calls on the refs. Like James Harden. For Houston? Had, yeah, 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 for Houston. I agree Dude. with that. James Harden that. had a four-point play. No, it's uh, just go to the line. I agree two. with that. But I, I feel like, I feel like, like, what the hell was going on in the locker room, man? Like, I wonder, like, what did Mike D'Antoni tell him to, like, start jacking up threes in the second half? Because it was painful to watch. No, like, because I think it was similar to their w- first game. You know how uh, Mike, D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni is like, we're just going to, we have our style of play. Right. Which is uh, off the ball, it, which is just shoot the perimeter three and then get it going in the lane for the re- yeah. uh, layups or the yeah, rebounds, yeah. right? That's it, yeah. But, like, they should have just stuck with what's working. That's why they need, like, another option. Like, throw Harden in the post, mm-hmm. right? Like, get, get, get a little post-up shot. Change things up a little bit. Like, that's what the goal State Warriors do. The three balls and falling, you know, they, they try doing a KD ISO or like a or like a Clay Thompson, you know, screen. They, they set a bunch of screens well, on Clay Thompson well, and get him, get him open for three. So much more versatile of a team. Yeah, but, I mean, they could do that, but Mike Denver doesn't even try. Yeah, he should have focused that. more on the mid-range. And yeah. that the funny thing is, when they were missing their threes, they were actually hitting their mid-range they shots. They were 63% from two-point field goals, I believe, um, the last game seven. Yeah. And there's no excuse to go away from what was working exactly right up, up two points is a yeah. basket's a basket whether yeah. it's two or three points yeah. right exactly exactly so um yeah so i guess now what's done is done we have Cavs with warriors 
Park four, four straight, yeah, four straight years. Uh, first time in pro sports, two teams are playing four times in the finals. Yeah, the same first, two teams. First time in North American sports. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the Warriors are two and zero against them in regular season. Of course, these games kind of don't matter much because these happen before the trade de- trade deadline. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it kind of does matter because like they're the supporting cast they got, the new supporting, they haven't been doing much in the playoffs anyway, so it doesn't really matter that much. And a lot of them are depth players. They're not, like, in the starting line. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have some crucial players that uh, played a big big role in the two regular season games the Cavs and Warriors played this year, like Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder scored 15 points, I believe, the first game, and Isaiah Thomas scored 19 the second game. So they were big parts of that um, offense, along with Love and LeBron, who had their numbers as well. Yeah. And, um, like, you look at it, they're not there now, right? So then you gotta find like another way to get some scoring options in, mm-hmm. right? Do you think the Cavs? Do you think the Cavs would be better off right now not doing those trades? Looking at looking at the situation against the Warriors, do you think they're just they're better still? Like they're better still after the trade deadline. Um, it's hard to say mm-hmm. because the even the players that they did get rid of, they weren't producing in Cleveland. They maybe they had those that one game or those two games, mm-hmm. but the, if you look at them as a whole, they were not producing. They played much better when they left Cleveland, and they weren't meshing well especially when you had Dwayne Wade as well with Cleveland like they weren't meshing well with LeBron in the starting lineup right right so you you feel that if the team would have stayed the way how it is it probably wouldn't have gone to the finals oh it probably would have they probably still would have right it's just the whole LeBron factor it's just the whole LeBron factor yeah Yeah. okay fair enough yeah um so no glaring things in both games um other than field goal percentage of the Cavs and their assist numbers Cavs uh Cavs average 38 percent from field goal 30% 30% field goal percentage from uh against the Warriors and um they averaged 19 assists per game against them versus the Golden State Warriors shot 47% against them and they had 30 assists per game in, in those two games mm-hmm. which is I feel like that's expected right like Golden State Warriors defense is way better um they move the, 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 the ball the floor, around everyone's the floor. everyone's yeah. able to score from outside exactly. the ball movement is way better with the with the Warriors so those are I feel like those are glaring pretty glaring weaknesses that it was pretty obvious within the Cleveland Cavaliers ball squad. Um, but, like, obviously, they're, like, the biggest uh, finals underdog in the last 16 years. Mm-hmm. That's dating back to the Lakers and New Jersey Nets series in 2002. And the New Jersey Nets were heavy underdogs in that one as well. And LeBron has the uh, same thing. Do you feel like this is a better supporting cast than what he had in 07 or worse? Worse. Worse supporting cast. Worse than the 07 Cavs? Yeah. The ones that got swept by the Spurs? Yeah. You, you actually think that? Yeah. Give me some reasons. I mean, uh, in, in terms of uh, supporting cast, like, they didn't really have too many outside shooters for one. Yeah, they didn't. Right? Z- yeah. And that was a different league where more of the inside game matters, right? And now yeah. it's your focus on the outside shooting. We have guys like Kevin Love in the corner. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been hitting them, but he's able to. We know he able he's able to. J.R. Smith can hit the three. Kyle Korver can hit the three. Right. There's more guys to dish off in the perimeter, especially when LeBron drives to the inside and he gets double covered. There's always going to be one guy open right, right, to right. take the open shot. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I personally think that this team might be a little bit better. I don't think, I don't think this team's worse, though. You think this? Is, no, I, I said this team's uh, better than the 2017. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah the 2017 team's worse. Yeah, they're worse. The yeah. um, the 2007 one. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. I feel like the 2017 wasn't too bad. I feel like they just got swept by like a prime Tim Duncan race. So they kind of they kind of make them look bad. But like, but it's like if if the war if like the Larry Warriors Hughes, Big Z was an All Star as well. Booby Gibson was a three point sniper. 
Uh, Larry Hughes was a pretty good player as well. At Kevin that time. Love was an all is an all star yeah, three point shooter. Like true, true. It's I still say this team's a much better team. Yeah, true. And they have much better depth off the bench too. I guess so. Yeah, fair enough. So so far in the play in the playoffs, the Golden State's been averaging 109.1 points per game. That's second uh, in the playoffs right now. Um, they also have been averaging 26.9 assists per game. Uh, they've been they have like 46.2 rebounds per game. That's second again. Uh, 47% uh, field goal percentage. Uh, there's That's fifth in the playoffs. And their opposing teams have been scoring 103.3 points uh, per game, which is third. The Cavs are the total opposite of this. Uh, they are 13th in offense in points per game with 101.2. They're 15th in assists per game, which is like dead last, yeah. second to last, basically. basically. Yeah, in 18.8 assists per game. Uh, rebounds, they're, they're 11th at 40.2. Uh, field goal percentage, they shot 46%, which is 7th. And so just like, I think the only similarities here are the field goal percentages and the points. And the, But their defense has been somewhat really good. 99.9, so 100 points, uh, which is 2nd. Uh, opposing points per game, so 2nd in that. Mm-hmm. And opposing field goal percentages, the last thing, Golden State Warriors, uh, teams against Golden State Warriors are shooting 42%. And against the Cavs, they're shooting 45.6, which is ninth. And Golden State's number one in the other category. So, yeah. yeah. So, I feel that uh, what's uh, what I'm trying to say here is I feel that the Golden State Warriors defense, I mean, as phenomenal as they are offensively, it's the defense that gets the job done where they just blow teams out, right? Like, do you feel that the Cavs are going to get clamped down here in um, the finals? To be honest, I don't even know why we're discussing this. <laughs> There's not really much to say. I mean, I think that Warriors were able to sweep them in, in four games. Mm-hmm. But I'm but I'm gonna predict that it's gonna be a five game series like mm-hmm. last year like last year. Mm-hmm. And the big question here is I'm gonna ask this for you. Do you think that the Cleveland Cavaliers are better this year or were they better last year when they had Kyrie? See, okay, uh I'm not sure about that because I feel that the Cleveland Cavaliers I mean their depth was like their depth was garbage last year. I mean they had Darren Williams coming off the bench, I believe. Mm-hmm. That time, mm-hmm. and the, he was actually getting some playing time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was horrible. Yeah, right. They had who else did they have? They had Richard Jefferson, I believe, last year as well. Yeah. I mean, he can't be playing right now, right? He's way too old for that. They're, they're giving him playing time, and he was like the main guy that was guarding KD as well. It worked in the 2016 Finals when he was playing, but there was no KD in the 2016 NBA Finals, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so 2017. I mean, I, I just don't think he was really that productive. Um, I think KD just got the better of LeBron. And that whole entire series. Oh, he dominated. Yeah, he dominated that series. Him. Like you can't, yeah. you can't like. Yeah, he uh, dominated him. You can't say that he didn't like not. Dominate he outplayed him. LeBron in like every aspect in terms of uh, yeah. offensive production. Exactly, exactly. LeBron got his numbers, whatever. He averaged triple double, but like you could tell, like Katie severely outplayed him. Um, I I don't know. I feel that star. Like if you just think about like players wise, just on paper, I would say the Cleveland Cavaliers were better last year. Um. But to me, from the eye test, I feel like they're better this year, though. I feel like they're they're a better team. They're not better than the Golden State Warriors, probably. Mm-hmm. But like, I would probably say if I just had to compare the 2016-2017 team together, I, I feel like the 2017 team is a little bit better. I mean, what would you say makes them better? Well, the thing is, the Cavs, the, the Cavs' depth chart is, is a lot better than last year's. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, they're really unreliable. It's like this. like If they're all hitting their shots... The Cavaliers look amazing. Okay. Right? 
like how you told how you said about the Raptors series and whatnot, right? Yeah. And even the reason why the Pacers series and the Boston series went to seven games was because they're inconsistent. But if you look at the games that they actually won, they were actually playing incre- way better than probably last year's yeah, Cavs teams. Exactly. Right. So like. In their wins, they look way better. In their losses, they look horrible. Mm-hmm. But but in those wins, it's they're reversing the Raptors, which is basically they're I'm, feeding I'm, off I'm of not, what? I'm not taking account of the Raptors series. I, I completely am avoiding the Raptors series. I'm just looking at the Pacers, the wins that they had at the four games they won against the Pacers and the four games they won against Boston, right? When they won, they won well, right? Mm-hmm. And it looked like they were like one of the top contending teams. Yeah, they had they, more depth scoring. Yeah, exactly. And when they lost, they just lost horribly because no one else was scoring, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of like a hit or miss with the Cleveland Cavaliers this year, but like I would feel safer with la- if I had to choose between the two, I'd feel safer picking last year's team just based on because they have Kyrie, mm-hmm. right? Because that's a pretty big, pretty big thing to add in. Yeah, um, because that's consistency. Yeah, you're gonna almost guarantee twenty points a night. Exactly, which is why I would say like last year's team would be better, but I feel that this year's team could be just as good. It's just that they're just not like well equipped with the whole scoring that Kyrie provided them a lot, mm-hmm. right? But um. Yeah, so players to look out for Love and Iggy. Um, hopefully they come back. Mm-hmm. Love was out with a concussion, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And Iggy had a, a knee injury. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully they come back because I mean you're gonna have to throw Iggy on LeBron, right? Oh yeah, you're for sure. Throw Iguodala. They can He's do it like similar to last man. year where you can put David West back uh, at center and then you can have them both double covering. LeBron. Right, right. Katie and Iguodala, you're yeah. talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that so that makes a makes it even worse for LeBron. And like if Love comes back, I kind of want to check out the Green, uh, the Draymond Green and Kevin Love matchup mm-hmm. because Draymond Green always gets the better of him. Oh, easily. He, he, he eats him alive. Especially right? this yeah. year, man. Kevin Love is not the same player that he was last year or the year before. Right, right, right. And especially right now, coming off a concussion, we'll see how he does. Yeah. Um, X factors. Do you have any X factors in mind? Do you have any uh, players to look out for? Players to look out for as for this series in particular. Yeah. Something you'd pay attention to. Um. It's not really much to say. I mean, Kevin Durant is going to be an X factor. Right, right. Right? Like I said, last series, yeah. Kevin, like for the last series, was Kevin Durant as well. Right. And in terms of Cleveland, like, they're not going to win. There's nothing really to say. Maybe they'll get a game, and that'll be basically LeBron forcing forcing a, forcing a game five, like he did last year mm-hmm. in game four. Right. I mean, there's not too much to say in terms of X factors. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um I don't know. What's your thoughts on the rookie Jordan Bell? I feel like he can get. I I feel like they they can get like a win off of him because he hustles a lot, gets those easy baskets. But I really like, like Jordan Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like his energy that he provides. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I like real, him. he's really good last feel, game, dude. I, I he's feel like, saying perfect screens. Exactly. I feel like he's a he's a player to look out for. I feel like he's gonna be really good. Okay. I think he win a couple of games for them, like a couple of energy points, like ten points. You know, I think he can probably ten twelve points. I think he can get those for mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. then make them win a game. Um, I personally think, to be honest, there's no X factor for the Golden State Warriors. Um, things to look. At, I feel like the entire Cavs roster is an X factor, <laughs> other than LeBron, because they're very inconsistent. <laughs> if they play well, they can make this a series. So I mean, I mean, what's your pick right now? What's your pick with this? Warriors. I'm gonna say Warriors in five, but I believe mm-hmm. Warriors are gonna win in four. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So like, I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot. Never doubt the king, yo. I know the stats say <laughs> that. Are you serious? I, I, I know the stats say that everything's going for the Warriors, but the way how the se- but the way how the season has played out, and like Cleveland looked like they weren't going to be in the playoffs, right? They looked like they weren't going to make it past the first round. Everyone thought that they might get beaten by Toronto. Then nothing happened. Then and then against Boston, even including me, I had them counted out. 
Mm-hmm. But I learned a valuable lesson in that game seven, right? Yeah. LeBron basically took a dump on my whole entire prediction. <laughs> so when I said Celtics in seven, I think Cavs can win this in six or seven games. Seriously? I'm serious. I am dead serious. I feel like the Houston Rockets provided the blueprint to beat the Warriors. All right? What's going on here is they, they you attack Curry... You get Curry in pick and rolls, so they so that they end up guard. So end up Curry has to end up guarding someone better than him. Most likely get LeBron and Curry. Mm-hmm. If you get the switch on that, right? And because um, that's what they're doing in the Boston series as well. They're doing they're running that one three uh, side pick and roll mm-hmm. where then because Boston has to switch everything. And then what they try doing is they try getting Rozier to switch on LeBron, mm-hmm. and that's how they were killing him over and over again in the Houston series. They were attacking Curry. They put Curry in pick and rolls, and they made Curry switch up and make him guard. Uh, Chris Paul made him guard um, James Harden, right? And so what they were doing, they were attacking Curry, right? And when they were attacking Curry, it was working. It was working. And another thing is, I mean, we saw in Game Seven how did they win? The, how did they get that lead? They got the lead through offensive rebounding, all right? They rebound. They rebounded the shit out of the ball. Okay. On top of that, they were hitting the threes as well, right? I feel like the Cavaliers are well equipped to do both those things. Okay. okay, like I feel that um, you gotta attack the paint, which is LeBron's specialty. Obviously, there's no whose goal is his rim protector. Remember they have, have none. We don't really have. Yeah, rim they have none. Right, they have no rim protectors at all. Right, and so of course, of course, Golden State's a pretty smart team. Right, they're most likely they might win the series, of course, but I think the Cavs can win this in six or seven if they go back to how they played in 2015. When they played like caveman basketball. You remember that thing with Del Vadova, LeBron, and with Kyrie and Love out? All they did was they literally took like LeBron just posted up every single time. He's in the paint, scoring over and over again. They, they wasted like 20 seconds out of the shot clock, right? They gave LeBron the ball, let him handle everything, right? And you don't think LeBron's going to get fatigued though? If he's just the one controlling all the plays? I yeah, mean, that's what they tried to do with he, Harden too, I, right? I thought he was going to get fatigued by like in the Pacer series. Nothing happened. I thought he'd get fatigued in the Boston series. Nothing happened. Like, I played 48 minutes. Just but I mean, Boston. he's coming back off of a seven game series, right? So but he's more. Bulls State is coming back off a of seven game series as well. That's true, but they have more guys that they don't have to rely on one player to like control the, the, like, the entire play. No, but that's what I'm saying though, right? Like if, you, if they play smart, like if I'm them, I don't go small against Golden State. Mm-hmm. I'll put Tristan Thompson Love in there, and make make it dirty. I mean, they should have they should already be in their starting lineup. I'd say. Yeah, but I, I would not. I would avoid the small lineup. I would totally avoid it. Right. I would totally avoid small. I say just like just rebound them, just hit them hard down low. I mean, that's paint. how they won the first time. Yeah, that's how they won the first time. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. And then when Draymond Green went out, it just became even that much more easier, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I feel that. I mean, that's what you got to do. Like, you have to clamp them down low. Bring Tristan, uh, Tristan Thompson, Love into the lineup, and LeBron's gonna obviously grab rebounds as well. You got a big physical front court up front, okay. Hopefully, you gotta. But the key here is if they're gonna beat them, Jr. Smith, Jeff Green, Kyle Korver, they need to score from the outside. They need to shoot some shots here. It's a right? lot of players that need to produce. Yeah, but if they can get even like two or three threes from each of those players, you can win this series. I'm going to say Cavaliers in six or seven. I'm calling that okay. right now. You know what? LeBron I, can pull off an upset. You know what? Right? If You know what? LeBron, I mean, I've been hearing all this nonsense all the time. LeBron is the greatest player of all time. You know what? Well, it's time for him to prove it. 
All right, I want to see this. I'm putting my money on LeBron James. All right, I think they have the formula from Houston Rockets. And I feel like they, I feel like he can win the series. Okay, I think I think the only reason you're saying this is because you want a free Cleveland Cavaliers jersey from Demarius Randall. Of course, of course. In case you guys haven't heard, Demarius Randall, he's a former free safety for the Green Bay Packers, and he was traded in the offseason to the to the Cleveland Browns. And he tweeted out that if anyone was to retweet his tweet that says that Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Warriors in the 2018 NBA Finals, they get a free uh, Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. And he said he said he'll he said he'll get them a free jersey. And, I don't want a free jersey. Yeah. And and currently, if if he if they were to win the finals, he'd have to spend fifteen million dollars on jerseys for people. So I think that's the number one reason that you really want to pick the Cleveland Cavaliers to win. No, no, I believe in the King. I believe in the King. You hate the King. I believe in him. You know what? I've seen enough. You're one of the biggest haters of the King. I feel. I, no, I, look, and now you I believe in him. I don't hate him. on him. I just spit out straight facts about him, right? Yeah, when, so when then spit, spit out those him, facts of right? why he won't win this series. No, no, I feel like he can win this series. I personally think he'll win this series. Okay, okay. Yeah, I believe in the King. You know, never doubt the King. Right? We'll, we'll be back here in four games when I the series a, is over. And then a, we can discuss about this I just after. lost 100 bucks last week over the Boston Cleveland series. I'm not dying to the King again. All right. I feel like the King can pull through. All right. I believe in the King. Cavs in six, and that's that. All right, they can do this. Warriors in four, but I'm gonna say in five. Fair enough. Anyways, this is Hooping from the Line here with your host Vadon, and I'm Emery Deep, and we'll see you later. See ya. <laughs>